listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson, and this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out, original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also, coming very soon to Evergreen Podcasts. So close, and yet so far away as the Browns lose at, what, 47-42 to 42 in what is being called the game of the year so far in the NFL. Not for us, bummer. Baker was wonderful. Hunt was awesome. And sadly, Lamar Jackson was better. And the difference in the game. We relive Monday night one more time as the Browns march on to New York for two weeks. The Cleveland Indians also come out with an announcement right before the Monday night game. Weird and kind of. We'll discuss that and what's ahead for the team name. And look out for the Cavs. Wow. 2-0 here in the preseason for them. Scorchers. Both games. Down to the wire. (laughs) Actually, I mean... Breaking it down by the box score. Can we not? (laughs) But first... (laughs) Exhibition champions! Your 9-4 Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Manny, new fan of show. You shaved. (laughs) People can't see on the podcast. Jared Watson, I I shaved. I shaved the beard... And had the mustache only last night during the Instagram Live. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Official Cleveland Sports. Um, yeah, and that threw people off. I got a bunch of comments, uh, Paul Blart being one of them. <laughs> that was pretty obnoxious. Uh, I thought I, I felt more like a Ned Flanders. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's very, it was unacceptable. And uh, just like Baker... Um, I, uh, I didn't earn, I don't, I wasn't good enough to keep the mustache. So I got rid of it. Hi, EJ. Yeah. I don't know where Jared is. Um, but, um, we're glad to have, uh, Ken Carmen here in studio. So look, everybody. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. All right. We're a bit punchy. Oh, all right. Look, that game, this, uh, 24 hours later, We, I think we did one of our better shows on Instagram. I would check it out. The energy was high. Great audience last night, yeah. as it is here. Look, here's the big things. This game still stings. I am not moral victory guy. Mm. You got to win these games. Mm. There are some positives in this game we're going to get to, and we will get to some things up the road. The Browns are still in good position to make the playoffs. But I want to beat the Ravens. I want to beat the Steelers. I want to beat the Ravens. I want to beat the Steelers. So moral victories are not here. Here's my three big things from this game. Two of them are probably Captain Obvious, and I don't think the third one is. One, Lamar Jackson got loose in this game, and Miles Garrett never played up to the ability that we need him to play as a superstar. I thought those two factors really played the big key in this game. You can't let Lamar Jackson run loose. Yeah. Miles Garrett's the one guy who you can hope would match him. He didn't have that kind of game. I know he's still recovering from COVID. All that to be said, he is a star. He is a primetime player. Yeah. He's supposed to be a defensive MVP. He's got to play better in that spot, too. Penalties and turnovers. Turnovers, we had zero. you got to get turnovers in these kind of games. The one turnover in this game was killer for the Browns. It's basically a pick six. The penalties, here's a big example of a penalty. Third and three. 
into the going into the second quarter, into the almost going into halftime. Third and three, Higgins makes a catch by Peoples Jones as an offensive PI. It becomes a third and thirteen, and then another penalty, which should not have been called on Baker's intentional grounding. Those two penalties, it seemed like throughout the whole game, we know that's a bad call, but the first one wasn't. Peoples Jones did good do an offensive PI. Those kind of things really stacked on the Browns in this game. Penalties and turnovers. Last, the biggest play in this game to me. There's many, but this is one of them. It's third and 11, and some guy named McSorley is leading the Ravens on what was supposed to be a three and out again, and he completes the ball to Snead. For people out there who want to go on different rants and raves, I watched this game again. That McSorley third and 11 throw was absurd, and it's inexcusable. You cannot allow a guy to come off the street on third and 11 and make a big throw to a big tight end in that spot. And I and there's many other things in this game. There's some positives. Lamar Jackson, Miles Garrett matchup, clearly won by Lamar. The penalties and turnovers, the defense has got to create turnovers. And again, Jared, McSurley on third and 11, that was a big play in this game. And it, really, from that moment on, really the... Browns were grasping at straws on defense. All right. They were the whole All right. game. Here's, here's where I'm going to go. At the end of the day, defense, if we have to, and I, I hate, I, I, don't, I, I don't like hurting feelings here. Defense, especially a secondary, is to blame for the loss. Period. It's bad. Linebackers, bad. linebackers, no good. Secondary, no good. No bueno Same. whatsoever. Nobody, 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 nobody kept an eye on Lamar. Was there somebody who was supposed to spot? Was there, I mean, because nobody kept an eye on Lamar. Nobody. They they certainly did a nice job keeping track of him when he was gone down the sideline, or he was gone towards the end zone. I mean, granted, the, the front four did that fine in my opinion. Outside of, I understand we wanted something bigger because Miles Garrett is who Miles Garrett is, but they were able to sack him four times. Richardson got him. Vernon got him. They were able to sack him four times. Great. That's great. But the problem is they couldn't stop them from scoring at all. The Browns go down two touchdowns, not only not not but two minutes after <clears throat> this end of the second the second half. And the first thing I say is, oh, great. They made adjustments. Clearly, clearly they made adjustments. And that was one of the times where uh, analytics wise, it worked out for the Ravens because they scored prior and then they scored after. So they yeah. go up 14 or whatever. It was 34 to 20 at that point. The Browns defense could not stop, could not stop. Lamar could not stop them from scoring, period. It happened throughout the entire game and towards the end of the game. Now let's bounce over to the offense. The running game was not used nearly enough. 23 rushes again, same as game one against the Ravens. I believe personally, had they run the ball more early, as good as Baker was, and as many points as they put up on the board, if they would have run the ball more early, they would have run out more clock early, they would have scored, and they would have kept the ball out of Lamar's hands more often, not allowing the defense to be put through the ringer like they were. Now, would that have made a big difference? Would that have changed the outcome of the game? I don't know. I just feel like we didn't use the rush as much as we should have. It was nice to see them score their touchdowns running the ball early, but still, they should have ran the ball more. Next, that second half after Baker threw that, threw that interception, which gave up a touchdown, Baker went 12 for 15. 
Baker threw for like 138, 140 yards, whatever it was. Baker threw two touchdowns. Baker had like a 150 passer rating from the moment of that interception after through the rest of the game. Baker played phenomenally, played his ass off, played his heart out, and so did the rest of those wide receivers. So did the guys catching the ball. And the game was in their hands. When they took back the lead, I thought, here we go. We have got this. Now somebody on defense step up. And there was nobody on defense to step up. There was Stewart. You got you got you got the last touch on you got you got you got second you got guys running into each other. What the Mitchell, what the Mitchell fuck? Spin, M- Mitchell spinning like a top. Look, um, I'm down on Terrence Mitchell too. I don't think he played well. No, you're right. Um, he didn't. Look, look, look. Um, in this game, McSurley had two plays. Brown dropped the pass when they're still up six, and then the Brown score came back and scored. And then McSurley again on third and eleven hits Snead. We can sit here and talk about all these different things. When McSurley comes off the street and makes two big throws, the first one dropped, second one caught for a first down. I mean, that's that's not good. That's not good. Um, the the I know what Jared is saying, and I and we talked about this last night. Miles Garrett, according to Pro Football Focus, graded out the highest, and I can see. And by the way. She, Sion Taki Taki did too, 78.6 for linebackers. And he did play well again last night. You can see it in the game. Malcolm Smith had a good game too, and he graded out well. Uh, Vernon, Vernon's played ever since the bye week. Vernon's been great. Um, he's, he played well again last night. But here's something I'm going to mention about this it's twofold. Miles Garrett, I think, is a superstar. I think you agree he's a superstar. You've got to play big in superstar games. He did not play like a superstar last night. I know he was triple teamed. I know he's getting held. You sometimes have to rise above that. And that goes not just on Miles Garrett. That goes on Woods. Woods has got to do a better job of getting Miles Garrett into this game. You cannot allow your best player to be taken out of this game. Second point. If Miles Garrett is getting triple teamed like that, then you know what? I felt Vernon. I need to see more Vernon. I need to see more Richardson. I need to see more Joby. Because if there's three guys or two guys on Garrett, then there should be more of a rush, more of a factor. I don't agree with the front four comment. I thought the front four played okay. Okay. They didn't I mean, play terrible. I mean, four sacks on Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's not. But I mean, that running game, Jared, was a sieve. Dobbins running okay. down the then, field. Uh, and that's yeah, where we Lamar get. And that's where we start to go. Where the, the fuck? And that's where we start to go. Where the fuck was Mac Wilson? Now, in fairness, if you want to blame on the linebackers, I could agree there. I blame it more on the front four and the linebackers. I think it's a shared responsibility right, here. I'll give you that. I mean, look, you got in these spots. People have got to take taking responsibility they now. They bit on every play fake. Oh, I Mac mean, Wilson. they just bit yeah. on every play fake. It was awful. Every one of those little wishbone I mean, fucking it, plays. Oh, again, and, and and here's why it bothers me in this game. What's the one thing we said you can't allow to happen? Allowing Lamar Jackson to get loose, and from the first series on, he was running wherever he wanted to run. Yeah. And that's and that's why it bothers me. It isn't like you have this like epic passing game. Brown Brown couldn't catch a cold until he got that game winning touchdown. Okay, and that became a game time because the, the Browns came back and tied it. Jim Wetzel on Facebook. Matt Wilson is atrocious. Uh, I agree. I mean, he I was in that game. He's not always he bad. I don't know. This is tough. He's saying he's not an NFL player. Time for reality to set in. 
Uh, he's. I think that's harsh. I think that's harsh, Jimmy. But I love Jimmy, yeah, by the way. It's a little just, harsh. I just, the, the, I get the, the why you feel that way there. after the way that he played this week. I do. But he had a great game the week prior. I will say this, though, to what Jimmy's alluded. I love Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. You drinking the smart water, buddy? I am. Um, obviously, Holly Wetzel, family member there. But here's the one thing I would say. When it comes to Mac Wilson, and here's where I do agree with Jim, he got exposed. And that worries me. And I've seen this yeah. now with two different players this year. I see Taki Taki getting better. I see Taki Taki actually improving. I see Taki Taki doing things where it's like, you know what? Maybe he is becoming a better player. And yeah. the grades are starting to prove that. Mac Wilson has stuttered in, nine, in 19 and 20. 20 has been a stutter year. He just has yeah. not figured it out. Well, and, I, and, and that does make me pause. And in this game, he got exposed. I mean, he looked. Let me ask bad. you this. Let's actually, let's do this first. I know because this has been a, a real big conversation over the past day. Uh, there's a lot of folks that are saying the Browns should spend their next three, their first three draft picks on a, a safety, <laughs> a safety, uh, a defensive end and, and a linebacker. And at this point, of course, I, I like it's odd to even be talking about the draft, but I get it. Um, that secondary has a ton of injury. The, the team's got a lot of d- defensive injuries right now, uh, but Manny Manny Blasdell draft defense. All right. So here's here's, a, here's said, the hope. Here's the hope. Denzel Ward's coming back. That's what I wanted to talk about. Harrison you Harrison's come. Harrison's coming back. Denzel Ward and and Harrison would have made a huge, huge. impact on this game. Huge. What it could have shoulda. What it could have shoulda. Hey, wishing one both, hand. I agree. Other. I, I agree. I mean, this both, is why but, you know, Stewart's got to step up. Fucking hell. Uh, Stewart. Oh, Stewart. Stunk. I don't even want to do the okay, show, ready? Andy. I'm so mad. Stewart. Stewart stunk. Stewart stunk. 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 He made a great tackle. Unfortunately, the guy was going out for a pass, but he made a great tackle in that pass interference. Well, I mean, in his defense <laughs> on that one, Lamar underthrew it miserably. Uh, but you got to kind of be aware of where the. But again, the, the biggest thing in this game, you can't allow one thing to go. That is letting a Lamar Jackson allow to run around that field. And again, Joe Woods, hey, don't fire him, bring him back. But Joe, you got to learn in that game. You got one job on defense. Where's eight? Where's eight? Where's eight? Yeah. Where is he? He got loose. And as soon and the thing is, we've learned this as Browns fans. As soon as Lamar Jackson gets loose early in the game, it's hard to get him back into the box. It's hard. He gets going. He starts feeling it. He is the most momentum quarterback I've ever seen, Jared. Meaning when he's feeling good and he's feeling good, it doesn't get less. It gets more yeah. and more and more as the game goes on. And you can see it in this game. And again, the other again, not to pick a scab. But Mick Sorley making that third and 11 will live in this defensive infamy for the rest of the week. Third and 11, make the stop. It's Mick Sorley. Make the fucking stop. Make the fucking stop. Come on. Make the stop. Make the stop. All right. Look, do some other things. Baker Mayfield was wonderful in this game. He proved again. In fact, in a loss, I would say he has not only proven himself to Browns fans. I mean, I'm now so sold on this. It's like he would have to shit the bed and walk home backwards to not get the contract for the extension. You ain't he gets the extension. He's getting him coming back. <clears throat> this was the first time, not after the Titans game, this game, Jared, the national resolve is here. People are with Team Baker. 
people are with Team Baker. As they should be. I mean, uh, Baker, as they should be. Baker had a hell of a game. Go ahead, Andy. I'm going to pull up some stats here, too. Jim, Jimmy Wetzel. Let's, lots of teams have figured it out with Lamar this year. Why can't Woods? I agree, Jim. Woods has got to do better in these games. Is got it him to. or the players? It's a combination, Jim. Combo. I think it's a combination. You're, you're, you're dealing with a, a combination of issues there. Manny Blasdell. I'm going to get to this now. Kicker. Maybe a kicker, laugh out loud. We drafted Gonzalez, was considered to be the best kicker in college at the time, and that's Manny on Facebook. Look, here's the key thing about Parkey. It's one game, but Parkey is this is Park Parkey for the course. He struggles. He's double doink. Next year I would get a new kicker. You can't do anything this year, but next year I would get a new kicker. Here is something that Jared brought up, which I'm starting to now think about too more and more. It's not something that costs him this game, but it's something I do want to allude to. The Scottish Hammer, his punting has been okay this year. It's been very awesome. And even to and even to that effect, in this game, punting and conserving yards. When he did punt inside the ten, no one was around the no, ball. Ball no, no, goes no. right they in the bit end zone. On, bit on the uh, on the on the fair catch fake. call. Yeah, bit on the fake, and then and then on that same drive where Baker gets caught for that wasn't a intentional grounding gets caught for it though. Scottish Hammer. Just a, I don't know what that was. That was a turd ball punt. But then again, you have a chance to get it inside around the 40, you know, mid to early 40s, maybe going to high 30s. Said so the ball bounces, gets another seven, eight yards, and now you're in midfield. And those are the kind of things with special teams and punting. The Browns special teams caught them a little bit in this game. Finally caught them a little bit in this game. Those big things make a big difference in this game. Well, and Parky- my God, can that kicker for the Ravens kicked the ball. My God. Tucker Tucker is about as automatic as they get. And I knew him going in there for that 55-yarder. I knew that was it. It was nice. Uh, the only thing that I had hope for was that we get a hand on it like we did on the extra point early on. That was, yeah, the, only, that was the only thing that I was hoping for is that we can get a hand on it because he will not miss. He will not miss. That guy Kid's is good. He is beloved in Baltimore. Yes, he should. <laughs> he is. I mean, he, he really is. Uh so let's run through some of this. We are really seriously, solidly in the position of, and we're, we didn't think we we thought it was going to take all season. It took less than all season. Baker Mayfield is the franchise quarterback of your Cleveland Browns. Point blank, period. It's done. He was Check. twenty-eight for forty-seven, three forty-three, and two touchdowns, one interception, and he played his ass off after the interception. Baker Mayfield is the guy. Thrown for sixty percent. 343 yards, you cannot doubt him anymore. He led that team back from being behind by two touchdowns, brought them back into the lead, and he worked his ass off. Gave himself a nice little first base slide into the end zone at one point. He did everything that was needed. I was so glad to see him tuck the ball and run because he does, you know, earlier he didn't do that, or was it last game he didn't do that where you were like, why didn't you just run for it? Why don't you just run for it? Now, I get it. He's he's still figuring things out. This is a system. He talked about it last week. This team is growing into this system. They are learning as they go. And a lot of that conversation had to do with the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. is not out there, and this team is consistently getting better. And it's not because Odell isn't on the field, according to him. He said that's an easy call. That's an easy cop-out. That it's there. The, the team overall is getting better because they're getting used to the system and they're growing into it together as a team. I can buy into that. Baker's the guy. Um, 
As for, again, the rushing game, I still feel like I was let down. Nick Chubb, 17 for 82, rushing for almost five yards a carry and two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, six carries, 33 yards, five and a half and a touchdown. Now, Kareem Hunt was the leading receiver on the team. Kareem Hunt had six catches, 77 yards, and another touchdown You know, receiving. It was – they offensively are there. They have superstars on this team – that can score touchdowns, they can go down the field at will if they need to, and they can score. So the Browns offensively are there. They are a couple of key players on defense away from being that that team. They really are. They really are. So I know no moral victories. I'm still so let down after. I mean, it that game sucked that, the energy out that, of me. That but. defense laid a big fucking turd ball. And it's not going to take a couple players, I think, Jerry. I think it's going to take a lot more than that. Um, because think, even when you get Denzel Ward, Denzel Ward and Henderson make it somewhat better. And they're good players, but they don't take them over the top. Um, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm talking go, about more than – I'm talking about your Delpits. I'm talking about your Greedy Williams. I'm talking about – Oh, sure. Next that's season. next year. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, next year. All right. Jimmy Wetzel. The other thing about – I want to get to what Jimmy said here. I don't care what anybody says about Bake. Dude has flat-out stones on Facebook. Look, here's the big thing that I like about what Jimmy's saying. I agree with that. Obviously, we all agree with that. He's got so much bravado. Going back to what Jerry was saying, his play on the field's really proven out. These are two back-to-back wonderful games. He's getting the respect nationally, not just from people like myself and Jared and Jimmy Wetzels and Manny's and Kevin Atkins out there. We're all we all got brown and orange glasses, but we can really see it. The one thing I like about Baker Mayfield after this game, there wasn't that annual celebratory patting on the back press conferences anymore. He was focused. He wants to win that next game. And they already knew that they fucked up and they should have won that game. They should have won that game. When Jared says about the running game now, now they could have run the ball more in this game, yes. But this game had nothing to do with the offense, in my opinion. You can nickel and dime some things, but they did enough in this game to score points. They they actually won the time of possession in this game. Yeah. So, in, so it wasn't... Second, into the second half, Andy, yes, of course. Into the second half, they did what they needed to do to come back, take the lead, and do all that. I'm just saying early on, they might have been able to prevent a couple of early scores from from, from Baltimore. That's all I, I'm saying. I don't know about that, but I will say this. You can, you can run the ball more. And maybe have more of it. I can see that. In this game, though, the offense played so well. I think it's more nickel and dimes. One thing about this team, though, that I'm hoping is just a one-game thing. These fumbles, I hope it's just one game, right? From Higgins and from Landry. We had a lot of, a lot of we had seven fumbles in this game. We didn't lose any of them. It's seven. Yeah, seven. that was absolutely obnoxious. Seven. Any other season that would not have gone our way. I cannot believe that they were able to not only when they fumbled, either recover it or it was going out of bounds and they were still getting the first down. I mean, there was it was it was very, very rocky. It was very, very rocky when it came to hanging on to the rock. Um, they, they they got away with it. I mean, because I mean they they could it could have cost them big time in this game. Kevin Atkins, uh, they need they need some speed on special teams. Kevin, that's from Facebook. Kevin, I agree with you. The special <clears throat> yeah. teams. All right, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. We keep hearing about Prefer, what he's going to do. I'm ready to see the Prefer plan. I'm ready to see this. The Browns have brought in a lot of these quote-unquote special teams gurus over the last five, ten years. I'm ready for the guru to explode because I haven't seen it. I mean, this Kevin Prefer show, where is it? Didn't show up. I mean, again, these are the big games. 
These are the games. Where is where's the special teams? And this team? was coming off of a couple of games where the special teams looked like it was improving. It looked like it was improving. Both Boy, they kicking, took a big both kicking, step kicking looked consistent. I know. I mean, the punting obviously has been up and down no matter what, but that hasn't killed us yet. Um, but they don't, Andy, they don't look fast. Jumping, Kevin. jumping back over to some of these numbers that, that really just, again, they highlight the fact that this, this game should have been a Browns win. Total yards, 493 to 385. Browns just killed it. Passing yards, 355 to 154, obviously. But the problem is that 154, those, every time it happened, it was at the right moment for the Ravens. Um, the, the first downs, we had 33 to their 25. Third down efficiency, they were a little bit more efficient, but we, had, we were more efficient on the fourth downs. Look, we had 76 total plays and they, to their 57, and we had another three, almost four minutes of possession. Oh, boy, 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 boy. Well, again. Should have won these, the fucking game. Should have won the game. Won. You allowed Lamar Jackson to get loose. Yeah. Um, I I will say this, though. You know, we can go through it again. I'll go through the list again. Lamar Jackson getting loose. Where was Miles Garrett in this game? Really didn't feel his presence. Um, here's something else in this here's something else in this game again. When you I, I can't hammer this home hard enough. When you have a chance at the end of the second quarter to score some points and you get a catch from Higgins and then Peoples-Jones is doing a P.I. on the other side and then next thing you know, a crazy blitz and next thing you know, there's a there's that momentum, can't, can't get the punt, can't really get it down where you want to and you're in midfield and bam, touchdown, bam, touchdown. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Jared, it just starts getting whipped around fast. Now, here's another one. Then on third and 11, when you're up by a point, you allow that fucking McSurley to throw a ball and get it to Sneed. Those are the things. Now, the Browns have come a long way this year. The Browns have done a lot. This has been fun. Last night blew, but you know what? We were in a big time. People around us, around us nationally now are giving the Browns a lot of respect. It's amazing. The Browns don't get respect after wins. Get respect after losses. I mean, but, that was it. Those that that was all I heard was this Browns team is for real. Nationally, that's it. That's all I heard. I heard it everywhere today. Everywhere today. Baker. Okay, real quickly, we have not done this proper justice. I, I want. We got to pump the brakes. There's one big positive so far that we're not acknowledging. The Baker Mayfield show, as Jimmy Wetzel said, is on full express. If you are not on board the Baker Mayfield Express, then I don't think you're getting what's going on here. Because there's no more debate. There's no more, Alan, he's getting his hand heel. No. He's our guy. That game last night, he had one bad throw, and it was a bad throw, and it should have been a pick six. But it... Okay, one bad throw. Sorry, Mahomes threw but, three interceptions last week. If I again, remember it happens. Correctly. But it's the, but a pick six is uh, pick six is suck. But again, Browns had a chance to win this game, so um, they overcame it. It's ahead. all great. My point is the Baker Mayfield card has been turned over, and we got blackjack. Uh, Rob he Jennings is coming back on next year. Facebook eleven and five when it's all said and done. So who do you guys think the Browns will play first? <laughs> Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I got to tell you, Rob, I am fully on board with 11 and 5 still to this point. I'm, 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 I'm there. I think they get their 11 wins. I think they might even get 12. I'm with you. 
As for getting to the prediction of who they're going to play yet, I don't know. And I think that anyone that they play is going to be a difficult, crazy game. You know who I really would love to play, though? I'll be honest. I want to play the fucking Ravens again. I want to play the Ravens again. I do. Can we we play the... um, Yeah, I mean... I, I would love to play the Ravens. Here's here's the thing I would say about the Browns. <clears throat> I'm not afraid of playing anybody because I know this team is very good. And I know they lost last night, and I'm pissed about the loss. Jared's pissed about the loss. We're all pissed. But this is not fool's gold. I don't see this unraveling. No. This team has got a long ways to go. Hey, you play Frank Sinatra, and you go in this way – we're going to be a part of it. New York, New York. You take out the garbage. Danny Dimes is playing on one leg. Number Colt McCoy. <laughs> He's starting quarterback this week, it sounds like. Then you play the Jets. <laughs> then you go 11-4 and four to what Rob Jennings says, and then you're on your way. So everything's okay. Everything's okay. Here's the big difference. There's no more pad. There's no more no, pad. No, there's no more pad. And you you got to win this game now. And you also got to recognize that the Ravens are sitting there with the rest of their schedule looking even easier well, or just as easy, if you want to call it easy. All right? I understand these are NFL games and nothing, you know, any given Sunday. I get it. But the Ravens have to face the Jags. The Ravens Ugh. have to face uh, what? The, did they get the Bengals one more time too? End of the year. And then the G-Men. And that, yeah. So, I mean, the Ravens, this is going to be a year, a season where we are better than 50% chance of seeing three NF- and AFC North teams being in the playoffs. Look. Insane. Here's, here, That's insane before we, get to me. This, before we get some more comments, here's the one thing I will say, though. I'm so excited about this year. I've enjoyed this year immensely. I love the development of Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski has a, is a wonderful coach. Wonderful coach. He is on his way. We are on our way. Beat the fucking Steelers. I don't care if we don't need that game. I don't care if it's just one of those warm-up games. Win it with your backups. I really want to beat the Steelers. Yeah. 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 Really do. Uh, what I really don't want is really. to go into that game needing to win it to get into the playoffs. That's what I don't Again, want. again, do your Frank Sinatra, win both games, and here we go. Kevin Atkins, when our starting defensive backfield is playing special teams, that should help. I agree. Yep. Um, they get, again, the prefer has got to get in there too. Manny uh, Blasdale, he's all the way in North Carolina. By the way, what do you think of your Duke? He's not playing any more games till ACC. Manny, give us some respect. 216 is definitely back and ready. Manny, I agree. Look, it's hard not to get too down in this game, but look, the Browns. This is this is not this is not going to unravel. This this ship is going. It's going. It's going. It's going. Um, going back to Kevin now on uh, more on Facebook. Quote: His play fakes are amazing. He's referencing Baker Mayfield. They are his hard counts and his play fakes have improved. That's Van Pelt. Tenfold. Van Pelt, baby, Pittsburgh boy. That's Van Helping. Pelt. Definitely that was a great a sneaky pickup. We got him from the Bengals. Great sneaky pickup. He's uh, really, really worked out this year. Jedrick Wills had himself an eh kind of a game. He's dealing with Happens. an ankle. Uh, Wyatt Teller, an ankle. And uh, didn't Wyatt Teller just come back from the COVID list too? 
Yeah, Taylor's been on and off the injured list all year, so I didn't really think much of that. I yeah. hate to say that at this point, but like he's been off and on all year, so I didn't really brink much. So the Miles, injury report. Yeah, Miles Garrett, uh, you saw that where he got rolled up. It looked like he might have hyperextended a little bit with the elbow. They wrapped that bitch up and put him right yeah. back out there. So <laughs> he was ready to roll. Um, um, uh, we yeah, we did leave that out, him. too, depending on, uh, you know. <laughs> I know we haven't been the – look, we're grateful for Miles Garrett. We just wanted a little bit more. I, I look, maybe that's selfish of us, but I, sorry, we're gonna want more out of Miles every week. Miles Garrett's <laughs> we just getting are. Miles just Garrett's getting paid. Miles Garrett is for the defensive MVP. He needs to in these games like <clears throat> last night play better. He does. He does. He does. He does. And Joe Woods has to help him out. And then we're also dealing with Denzel Ward with a calf and Kaderil Hodge hamstring. They are all progressing, and we are just waiting for them to all heal up. So um, hopefully Hooper what? Two. Hooper? Hooper, too. Sounds like if you had to, if you had to roll it out, uh, I would say Sandejo, concussion protocol, having concussion. Um, I don't think you'll see him this week. I hope he's doing okay. By the way, yep, by let's talk about it. the way, yep. by the way, Mr. Dobbins, yep. by the way, by the way, and he apologized later, but for people who missed the Dobbins afterwards, hearing those in concussion protocol, Dobbins on Twitter, quote, boy better bring his big boy britches next time because I'm going to come after him strong every run. That that Look, tweet was later deleted so by Dobbins. Dobbins. Dobbins said that. Dobbins deleted it. Then Dobbins responded with, "We all talk trash to each other and blah blah blah." And he tried to brush it over. And here's my here's my comment to that was, Dobbins, if you all talk trash to each other and you're telling everyone to calm down, then uh, why did you delete the tweet? You deleted yeah, exactly. it because you knew it was wrong. Own it. Own it. Yeah, that's right. Own that's it. Right. Act like a Buckeye. Don't act like a Raven. Did you see the other asshole who spit on uh, on on uh, Landry's back when Landry was walking away? Did you see that? Yet? I saw that. I I watched it a few times. Here's my quick opinion on that. I can't tell if he was spitting where he didn't know where he was going, or he was just spitting and tried to get out there. I don't know. We hate the Raven, so it looks like he spit on him. It, like I, spit I, on him. I, it did look like he spit on him. I don't know. I'm not gonna say it was for sure. Disrespect. I know. Look, Dobbins to me is worse. Dobbins, <laughs> welcome to the rivalry. Now, someone on the Browns needs to take a needs needs to take hint of this, uh-huh. and he needs to put this on the bulletin board. Make sure to pop those guys a little extra harder next year. Well, let's also remember this too. It's not like Dobbins had himself a game. He, he played didn't. well though. He played he played okay. He he only rushed for fifty yards, something like that. He did play well, though. They, they could have ran him more. You know why he didn't run the ball more? Because fucking Lamar Jackson run everywhere. I know. <laughs> God. I mean, can't, how we know do you good, so. not have that in your game plan when that's it? That's Brown can't fucking catch. Every. Oh, by the way, that. By the way, do we not? Okay, let's do one more. Let's do one more. So, do we just not guard tight ends? Is that the whole scheme on defense? We just don't care. I mean, literally, are we to that point now where it's like hold your breath and just hopefully they don't see him? I guess. Andy, defensively, I just there's so much to be upset about. Mm. I I don't know what else to say. It is not a good day when your offense puts up 42 points and you walk away with an L. At home. At home. 
with a legit home field advantage because you got twelve thousand folks out there with a very special Third variance quarter- allowed to stay. <laughs> Third string quarterback coming in the fourth quarter. Now look, this Should've has been a good season. Took it. There's this has been a good season. A lot of things have been going well. Yeah. The season's still at hand. You have pad. We need to, and we will on this podcast, move on from this because you cannot wallow in this. And again, because the Browns have been playing so well this year and because this is a good team, I think they'll be just fine and going, keep it going. Here's the one big positive I liked about today. No one last night, no one today celebrated the loss. And I saw that on way too many past Browns teams. Yeah. I didn't see anybody give a complimentary, hey, we played a hell of a game. Nope. No, they said we we. Uh, you could tell Stefanski was really upset today. It's uh, good to see. At the end it of the day, too, to the Browns have not changed their position in the wild card race. They are still in fifth position, so they are still at the top of the wild card race. Um, if they win out, they're going to hold that position. Uh, the Colts and the Dolphins are six and seven at this point in the season. Oh boy! Just yeah. keep winning. Just keep winning. And by the way, I'm not down. That's the other thing. I'm down on last night, but I'm not down on the Browns, I don't think. And by the way, I want more of these games. I like the primetime games. I like these pressure pack spots. You play in big spots, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. The only thing about last night, though, was there was too many. Here's the other thing I will give the Browns. They took the punches and they kept coming back, and I like that a lot. Didn't happen. I like that. I like that. Didn't happen week one, and it didn't happen the last time they were on Monday Night Football against the Niners. They have to tighten up some things. They realize that. This team has still not played a complete game. Now you're running out of games. You only got three more left. So you can only say that a couple more times, really. So hopefully the Browns can get nice and tuned up here in the next three weeks. And don't forget, the Browns got flexed into that into that Sunday night game. Better show and, and, up. and according to what I'm hearing, it sounds like uh, it sounds like Cole McCoy is more and more sound like he's going to be the starter. What the hell is going on in New York? Giants got exposed. Giants are not. I watched a lot of the Giants Cardinals game. The Giants are not that good. They have a good defense. Their offense is awful. It's bad. I like going up against good defenses because our offense seems to yeah. play just fine against good defenses. Yeah, the the, the Giants don't have no Saquon Barkley, <clears throat> no Danny Dimes. I think. I mean, we'll see. Danny Dimes might play, but I folks, Giants have no offense, nothing. Can't lose that game. Well, the way that this secondary look, you better not have a night where Colt McCoy throws for 300 mm. yards. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's oh, all right. This isn't Andy. This isn't, this isn't old Browns. God. This isn't old Browns. Don't worry. It's not old Browns. It's not old Browns. And to deal with a hater on Instagram last night and today. Just like the old Browns. Still can't beat a division. Look, I get no, it. No, yes, that wasn't right. a just old Browns loss. No, that really wasn't. Close. The, o- the, the only thing old that Old Browns would have been blown out. And old Browns, we wouldn't fucking care about them in December if this was old Higgins, Browns. The Higgins fumble would have been taken back for a touchdown. The Landry fumble would have been recovered by the Ravens. A lot of those plays, the Browns did a nice job of keeping the ball. Yep. Look, there's room to improve. They lost the game. They're talking correctly after the game. They have – I like the way the giant – Dan Monas, Giants beat Seattle. I realize that, Dan. But if you watched the Giants last week, in sports there's these things called upsets. That was just an upset. The Giants aren't that good. I'm telling you right now, if you think the Giants are good after watching the Cardinals, then there you go. Duke Garbert, <laughs> Manny Blasdell. I like Manny. 
new fan of the show. Um, he's a Duke basketball fan. Duke basketball is garb this year, Andy. <laughs> I agree. For people who did not see real quickly, then we'll go back to the Browns. Duke, after going a shaky preseason, you know, not preseason, you know, non-conference schedule, um, decided to pack their tents because of COVID and said, we're not going to play any more non-conference games. And Alabama basketball coach, who was clearly playing Duke, did not did not take fond of that note. Wasn't that was not was not thrilled. Not thrilled. Coach K. Yeah, I don't care. Not thrilled. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Manny Blasdale, don't you worry. You come find me after the show. I'll talk to you all day about it. I found out to be an interesting story. All right. Um Are we done back with to the this. Browns? No. One more thing. <laughs> one more thing. Five more things. Two more things. No. One more thing. Remember that you get some players back. There's a lot to build on this game. Um, we have not done a, a proper kudos to Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt in this game had an unbelievable day. He caught the ball. His stretching, his, I agree, man. He, damn, poor Jared. He's in a bad mood. He shaved his beard. But look, I mean, all that to be... <laughs> This isn't a bad move, Manny. He'll be all right. Don't worry. I'll get him back tomorrow. We'll if it makes you feel back. any better, I haven't paid any attention to Ohio State basketball, too. I think I started watching the Cleveland uh, State game and watching um, the way, run. I'm so glad this. You know what? We're going to do a preview. The Buckeyes play West Lafayette tomorrow. We're going to do a big Buckeyes uh, Boilermaker preview here in the show here in a second. But anyways, um, going back to, um, no kidding, Buckeyes Boilers tomorrow night. Um, be there. Zach Eady. 7-4 monster. But in this game, Kareem Hunt did such a nice job in this game. Nick Chubb should have gotten the ball more. I do agree with Jared on one thing. They should have gotten the ball more to Chubb. Chubb is a star. You need to get him 20 touches or plus, okay? If you get him 20 touches or plus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my mouth shut. But the 17 is not enough. you got to get him the ball more. And in this game, the one thing that I know Jared brought up too is this whole do we miss Odell, don't miss Odell. I am still very much on the fence. Because I see this offense being so much more smooth. I don't see as many issues on the field. I know that he brings an excitement. I do like OBJ a lot. But I, I must admit, I am teetering on what this means well, for 2021. I, I will mention this, and I heard it talked about earlier today, and it was this. What do you think his attitude would have been like after going down the second touchdown after the first half? Do you think his attitude would have been a distraction a distraction away from basically Baker leading them on a comeback in that second half. I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. So, again, we're just going to have to wait and see what the Browns do, how this works out, how it all plays out. At the end of the day, we can have this debate over and over again. We're not going to know. We're not going to know unless he comes back. And even then, you know, New season. Who dis? We'll just have to see how it works out. Browns go 11 and 5, 12 and 4. I say 11 and 5. I think 12 and 4, actually. I think 12 and 4. Actually, no. I'll be strong. 12 <clears throat> and 4. I think they're going to win out. They went. There's no. I mean, here's the deal Pittsburgh's not going to need the. Pittsburgh's not going to put their guys in and at the end of the season. Pittsburgh is dealing with a lot of injuries themselves. By the way, the Browns may not either. The Browns clinch. The Browns may not either. Yeah, so just, just I mean that's FYI. the thing. Get to eleven and may and if, get to eleven and clinch, and maybe you won't. Maybe 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 that last game of the year will be a a Layup. shit show of a who's who of the practice squad. <laughs> is there is there any team you don't want to play in the playoffs? No, no, because you're there. 
You're there. I, I would not mind if they don't draw on the Chiefs bracket. If you got to play them at some point, you're going to have to play them in the AFC Championship game. If That's fine. If we get that far, I would love to play them there. Not until then. Well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Let's let's. Yeah. Oh, I still, you know, maybe I am a little tighter here on, on are, little, are, is little, it, a little more it, puckered than I wanted to be. Let's it, get it, let's are, get these eleven wins. <laughs> Uh, not this year for next year. So I don't think we're going to play the Ravens again. I don't think they're going to see them in the playoffs just because of seeding, not because of anything else. Seeding. It's going to be hard for the Browns and Ravens to play again. Do you think the Browns are now going to have to talk off season about how do we stop eight in these two games? Um, I think they now have to, I think you have to, because it's two games a year. It's these in the division. They're going to be, Oh, I think boy. I think now Lamar Jackson. Well, and you got to figure out this too. What are the Steelers going to end up doing? So yeah, you, you've mm. got to you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready for the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Ravens now, because of what I saw from Lamar Jackson, you got to really put some emphasis on how you're going to stop them. <sighs> I am so tired of of him making me look dumb after the you know days God. after making a call like. By the way, I'm done with that too. He he is wonderful. God, did he look great. Are you more worried about Lamar or Joe Burrow? I'm more worried about Lamar. I'm only worried about Lamar because I can't. We can't figure him out. Can't stop him. Can't fucking stop him. It's amazing. That's Isn't it amazing all... how one game can change your whole perspective? <sighs> does it every God. time too? Does it every off. fucking time? Um. Well, I'm done. Come back on Friday. It's going to be a fun, fun Friday show. Yeah, we will preview the Sunday night game against the New York Giants, and uh, we'll have that ready for you. We will also, I'm guessing, um, it's a primetime game. We should probably, uh, what are we going to do? We're going to do Instagram after the game Sunday night and then do a show Monday morning, I think, right here. Or Monday night. Yeah, or or Monday night, correct. And so, again, at official Cleveland sports uh, is the Instagram page. Check it out. Get signed up. At official Cleveland Sports. Um, a couple more comments, then we'll get to the baseball team name change. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, Ro- another favorite story. Uh, Brandon Rhodes, you guys are better than the damn Ravens. That was your game from Facebook. Yeah. I agree. Thanks, um, Brandon. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I just didn't work agree. out, man. Just didn't work out, brother. Was did not. I love Manny Blasdell. Quote Aaron Kraft. The boy Aaron Kraft, shout out. Even though I'm a big Boilermaker fan, I remember Aaron Kraft very well. And then Manny Blasdell, one more time on Facebook, then it's time for the Indians. Um, said to be not too much longer. Uh, Manny Blasdell. But back to the Browns. Got to establish a run early. Baker threw over 40 passes. Yeah, Jared hit on that, and I poo-pooed it a little too much, and I agree. Let's get back to something that's important. The Browns running the game 50-50 of the pass makes a lot more sense. And this game, I don't think it impacted the game. I really don't. But, but, Manny is right. I've been saying it. Jared's been saying it more today. I mean, I think, I, it allowed, a, I think it allowed them to get up early. It did. It did. It did. 45 minutes, 46 minutes. And I will say, in fairness, if we were not Browns fans, that was one hell of a game. And I know that. Hell of a game. It's being called the game of the year in the NFL. Yep. Hell of a game. <laughs> well, yep. you know, there's there's something in life called timing. And the Indians on Sunday night, I should have known. There's that weird, like, are you kidding me? Cleveland Indians. Leaked out that they're going to have a team nickname announcement. And then Monday came. And what happened? Your Cleveland Indians for only one more year. 
The Indians have announced on Monday that they are going to keep the team nickname for 2021. However, through minutes uh, deliberation and delegation, they're going to change it into 2022. Quote from Paul Dolan, We will be the Indians in 2021. And then after that, it is a difficult and complex process to identify a new name and do all the things you want to do activating that name, end quote. Here's something that he gave to ticket holders. Quote, as a fifth-generation Clevelander, this is Dolan again, to, to the ticket holders. Quote, as a fifth-generation Clevelander, I understand the historic impact and importance of this decision. Like many of you, I grew up with this name. I have many great memories of past Indians teams, the World Series appearances, Cy Young Award winners, the long win streak in MLB history, and countless other forgettable moments, etc., etc., etc. He goes on to say at the end, I sincerely believe Cleveland is the most important part of our team name, end quote. Um, I'll give my thoughts first. That is the most important line there. Cleveland, this is the Cleveland Baseball Club. There will be something named, named in 2022. That's the most important thing. Jared and I have stated on this podcast, and I'll state it again. I agree with the second statement here from Dolan. I understand why people are upset. I understand why, because our memories are with the Indians and Chief Wahoo in the 80s and 90s especially. That logo was implemented there. I do think, though, this is a good change. I think it is the right change. There are a lot of Native Americans who are very upset about this, and they consider it to be a racist name and a racist emblem. So with that, I'm a big guy in peace and love. I don't want to offend anybody. Let's change the team name. Let's do something new. I think it'll be a good, fresh start. I know it upsets a lot of people. And I don't want to hear to step on feelings. I get that. Because that's our memories as, as we are as Indians fans. And driving up and seeing the big Chief Wahoos, you come into the old municipal stadium in the 80s and 90s for me. All that to be said, I think this is the right move. I think it is the correct move. I don't understand why they had a press release just to say they're going to hang on to it for one more year. But okay, they did. I don't understand why they did that right before the Monday night football game. Actually, I do is they're trying to bury the story. But okay, fine. If I were the Browns, I'd be pissed about that. All that to be said, Jared, uh, I do still think this is the correct move. I think this is a great move for the Indians. I wish they would have done a little bit more cleanly, but okay, here we are. Andy, I'm going to be a little tougher on him. I'm going to be tougher on Dolan. I'm going to be tougher on the people making these decisions. Here's the deal. You're going to make the fucking change? Make the fucking change. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. sit here and say you're going to make the change and then tell us that we're going to have to stew in it for 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Fucking I stupid. Agree. Then to go on and talk about the fact that you're going to continue to sell the merchandise and the stuff with Chief Wahoo on it and yada, yada, yada. Again, that seems kind of spineless to me. That seems like someone who is trying to placate a little bit. That is not the right decision. You want to make the move? You make the move. You want to tell me that the part about Cleveland being the most important part about the team? I agree with you. Focus on the team then. Call them the Cleveland Baseball Club. Call them the Cleveland baseball team. Put it all on the city. I don't fucking care. Because at the end of the day, I root for Cleveland. I'm okay with a name change. I'm okay with it. Because I root for Cleveland. I don't root for the Cavs. I don't root for the Browns. I don't root for the Indians. I root for Cleveland. I root for Cleveland sports teams. Because that is a part of my culture. Right? Indians isn't my culture. I'm not Native American. Paul Brown isn't a culture other than hard-playing football. Cavaliers isn't something that we had like walking around in Northeast Ohio that I identify as. I identify as a Northeast Ohioan. I identify as someone who loves Cleveland sports. That's my culture. So I'm not worried about getting rid of the name. I just think that if you're going to do it, cut the fucking cord. Quit playing tickle pants over this. 
Quit playing fucking tickle pants over it. People are already pissed off. You're going to have to deal with people bitching and pissing and moaning, which we've already heard for the last three years, and it's going to go on all the way through next season now. Cut the cord. I don't understand why it's going to happen this way. It does not make sense, period. Does not make sense. And I will not, I will not sit here and just say, oh, well, it's okay. No, it's not. I don't agree with it. I don't agree that it's okay. I don't think it's okay. And I mean that about how they are implementing this. Got to do better. It feels very much like as, as sloppy as Major League Baseball has been, as terrible as Manfred has been, this feels like something that is just a continuation of the problems that seem to be perpetuated over and over again by people in ownership positions and executive positions in Major League Baseball. Come on, get a spine, make a decision. You say you sit there and you sit down with these, with these Native American tribes and you talk to them. I, can, I highly doubt that they're okay with you holding on to the team name for one more year because I don't understand the purpose. I don't understand the reason. It doesn't make sense, period. Period. That's where I stand on that, Andy. Seems dumb. Seems dumb. To what Jared Watson said, to have a leaking story come out on Sunday night before Monday Night Football game, to then hold a press conference or whatever it is, a press release statement, and you basically say, we are still changing the name and we'll have more to come in 2022. I am perplexed as well. Like, why even say it, anything it, it comes, it comes out, It comes off clunky. And as someone who, yes, the Indians and Browns do not work together. But I will say also, as a just a pure fan and pan, pure fan of the city, why the Cleveland baseball organization decided to take that moment on Monday Night Football, going into that game, to take that moment to do that story is even clunkier to me. Andy. It's it, it just the whole thing is clunky, and it hasn't gone away. Andy, I'm going go to I'm gonna go, imagine, imagine going up to your kids. Not granted, this is a little harsh, but I think it's kind of funny. I need to laugh mm-hmm. a little bit here. Imagine going up to your kids and going with your wife and going, uh, kids, your mom and I are getting divorced, but we're not going to do it for a year. Okay. Thanks, guys. That's all. <laughs> and we're still going to sleep Just, in the same we're bed? We're still going to sleep in the same bed. Nope. Mom isn't going anywhere. I'm not going nope. anywhere. We're going to stay there. And, and what are you going to do for the entire year? We're going to start dating now. We're going to start dating. And then we'll have, then we'll both have a new relationship. No, you're not going to start dating. You're still selling the merchandise. There's no dating yet. There's no trying on anything else. No, the no. merchandise, is, the merchandise is bad. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. It doesn't make sense. It's just bad. No, like, it does make sense. It's all about greed. Well, yeah, but you know what? That's not long-term business smarts. Is my point, Andy? Nah, I agree. I agree. That's not long-term business look, smarts. Look, look, I, that's I, short-sighted I, by a I guy agree. who is stewing over the fact that they have lost so much revenue because of COVID, and they are trimming down their fucking payroll to forty million a year. Talking about trading Carrasco, he's fucking scared, is what it is. I agree. I, Quit I, being I, scared I, and be a fucking be a man. Yeah, if you're gonna come out with a PR release right before the game to only say we're gonna stay status quo, I don't understand a press release. Why tell Manny me? Bl- Manny Blasdale with a breaking news story. 
I've seen some Cavaliers in Ohio, haven't you, Jared? Thank you, Manny. Horses and all. There's nothing, back in my day, there's nothing as good as a Three Musketeers bar after a Browns game, by the way. Thank you, Manny. That's a very, very, for again, for those who didn't see it, Manny, I've seen some Cavaliers in Ohio. So, just, you know, making sure. I'm trying to keep my humor on the show. This has been a, kind of a dark day. It is, this, Look, there's, know, there's this, nothing, this, I don't have anything more to add about this press release thing. No, done. So Move we get on. to talk they, about they it. They don't we, deserve we, any more. That's my, we, there's we, nothing we get else the, to we, say. We, we will do guessing games um, next January. Uh, please submit all ideas to Cleveland and Beyond or the official Cleveland sports page. We'll be happy to take in. We'll do a raffle um, about what we think our new favorite name is, and it'll be a fun year, 2021. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Three hundred. Let's do this for every, every – Oh, hey. 62 <laughs> games next season. If they have a full season, 162, and start on time – Every every game we call them a different name and just try it on like a new we'll have pants. Ke- Kevin get a vote, Brandon get a vote, Monus can get a vote, Manning get a vote. <laughs> we'll all get a vote. Kevin Adkins on, on Facebook <laughs> call them the Miners because they develop all their talent for the rest of the league. <laughs> developing Boy, your developing that goes back your to the Joe Carter days. The yeah. developing your prospects on corner Carnegie and Ontario since '99. Uh, well, that's the Indians. Uh, next week, we'll do more rumors about Cookie Carrasco and Lindor. That'll be fun. And then um, well, before enjoy, you know enjoy it. Enjoy them while they're here. And then before you know it, we'll be signing players who are like, he's still playing baseball? Oh, yeah, he's playing Cleveland next year. You wait. <laughs> Just gets the feeling the Indians are going to be a, it's going to be a murky, murky, murky 2021. Murky. I'm so disappointed. Murky, murky, murky. Well, hey, I want to get everybody fired up. All right, let's let's wrap up this show. Let us wrap up this show <laughs> on your high flying. I mean, just, just smoking hot. Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, you can't get fired up about exhibition Cavalier basketball. You're not Cleveland and beyond. You're two and zero Cleveland Cavs, folks. Okuro, yeah, he's 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 on his way to being Rookie of the Year. JB Bickerstaff's coach of the year. Colin Sexton hasn't even played. He's going to be an all star. Darius Garland, comeback player of the year. We're going to the playoffs. We may not lose a game. Kevin Love, MVP contention. Oh, yeah. We're not trading his ass. Fuck no. The rebirth of Delhi. Yeah, Delhi. He's in concussion protocol. No biggie. No No big big deal. deal. No big deal. Mm mm mm. We're cutting down the nets in June, even in professional basketball. <laughs> cutting them down. We're going to play Jimmy Valvano's speech, even though that's college basketball too, talking about how we dream about winning championships. It's going to be fucking sick. Listen, enjoy these fucking wins. Sick. Enjoy these wins right now. I'm getting my Akuro jersey fo- I buy. Okay. Because oh. they're going to be few and far between to come by during the, the regular season. Yeah, I agree with Manny. Love's going to average 30 this year. Um, look, uh, <laughs> here's some little nuggets, little nuggets. And I got a hot, hot, hot preview coming up here in a second. But uh, And we're going to do more on the Cavs Friday. And I'm going to do more on the Cavs tomorrow, and I'll tell you why in a second. But let's go back to the little nuggets. Oh, Kuro's playing really well, and he looks really good so yeah. far. And I, and I do think that's a big positive. It's only – I only watched a good portion of the second and third quarter – it's only a preseason game. Garland looks 
better. Doesn't look great, doesn't look good, but Garland looks better. The biggest other touchdown I got is that guy Windler, the guy we drafted last year we didn't see. He's playing, and he can shoot the ball. I like that. I like that. I would not weigh any more stock into this preseason. But Okuro, good start. Garland looks better, and Windler can shoot. Those are good things. If you're going to watch the Cavs this season, just be prepared to uh, spend your time, A, enjoying them when they're fun, and Mock B, drafts. watching them to see certain players develop. Because that is really the only purpose and reason behind watching the Cavs this season, outside of the fact that you're a Cavs fan. Um, Andy has to pay for it. I, thank God, am back in the <laughs> local market and do not have to pay for it. I will get yeah. to watch these games uh, for free outside of the, you know, the cable bill. Thank God, because otherwise I would not be paying for it this year. Andy's going to, and I understand why. I understand why, but my goodness, it's going to be rough. It just is. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to let Jared Watson shit on my Cavs parade. JaVel McGee MVP, fuck yeah, Manny Blasdale on Facebook. Fuck yeah. We're going to win 12 games. It's going to be a sick 12 games. We're going to be the best... 12 and 71 team ever. Now, how many games are they playing this year? So it's actually, wait, let me do my math. 12 and 61. 12 and 61 because we only play 73 games. It's going to be great. I do like Okuro, though. I'm excited about Windler. Jared Watson's right. I'll be watching every one of these games. And that $120 bill, I'm going to try to ignore. I'm going to try to ignore that bill. Okay. It's a little tough. I'm so excited about exhibition basketball. Kong and now eighth seed, I agree. Let's raise it to a seven. Let's raise it to a seven. They're not. Let's no, raise they're it to not. a seven. No, they're not. It'd be Let's fun if they seven. did. Not a chance. Let's raise it to a seven. Six seed? Five seed? Watch out, Bucks. I saw your big signing. Wait till you see Okuro. <sighs> Coming to your house. I can't joke anymore. It's good to see Okuro. It's really good to see Okuro play well. I like Okuro. Uh, cool. I like Windler. I, like I said, I'm going to watch the Cavs just to have a little bit of fun, but I don't have... Oh, buddy, any... they're not going to be good. No. They're not going to be good. Mark it down December 15th. Remember this day. <laughs> <sighs> Stop. Just stop. I love Manny Blasdale. Just stop. He's a new number one fan. I'm giving you a bunch of diamonds. Uh -oh. you no, EJ's going to be very upset. I know. Poor EJ, don't listen. Tell Clark I said hello. Kevin Atkins, how can this team, how can a team that has so many pieces that good teams want not be any good at all? <laughs> we, got pieces of, we got pieces of puzzles. They're just all from different puzzles. <laughs> Oh, Kevin Atkins, we need more of you. Don't you? <laughs> it's been the listeners that have been the bright oh, spot of this episode. They are coming in hot. <laughs> they were coming in hot too on Instagram last night. Good job. Oh, oh, funny stuff. Um, oh. Can we break down Buckeyes Boilermaker? Real quick, wait. you're oh. talking about a Big Ten where uh, Big Ten's good this year, right? Big Ten's really good this year. They're very good. Illinois. Big Ten might have Big Ten might have ten teams 
getting into the in, into the uh, big dance. Into the tournament. So big dance. Um, and this is going to be a game where, depending on how well Purdue plays, uh, we're going to see if they can be on par with it. Ohio Baby. State right now is ranked twentieth. Ohio State mm-hmm. is five and zero. Ohio State again. I told you I tuned in for some of the Cleveland State games. Cleveland State was physical. Cleveland State at one point was on a 9-0, 11-0 run, and it was getting annoying and tied it up. And uh, and it was just you could see um, that the Cavs or the Cavs that, that the Buckeyes had to get over a little bit. They had to, they had to get over a little bit of adversity to hang on to that one, and ended up winning 67-61. I don't know what you're expecting. I don't think that Purdue wins this game, Andy, but I do think that it would go a long way if Purdue was able to hang. And it's going to be that way throughout throughout the season so that uh, they get an invite. There's going to be a lot of Big Ten invites to the tournament. Um, I'll let you respond to that one Facebook note. Here's one thing I would say. Um, Purdue is the baby boilers. This is a lot of young kids running around. They have this 7'4 guy named Zach Eady who's going to be very good. They do have Williamson, who's a who's now a junior. He's good. They have they have some parts there on this team that are good. The boilermakers are your way. The one thing that gives me hope is they have a bunch of freshmen, and they're very talented. Newman's going to be good. They have this guy who's been gone for two years from high school. Then he had to do a red shirt. He hadn't played in two years. He looks good. I think his name's Gillis. He looks good. There's this kid um, who's coming off, Ivy. Ivy's been injured. I don't know if he's going to play against um, Ohio State. But, again, Purdue's got good young parts. Um, I think they're actually going to make the tournament. Good young parts in December usually don't equate to wins against Ohio State. Call me in February. I bet you Purdue's going to be a lot better. I can feel it. Purdue is going to be tough towards Morton. This kid, Morton, from Pennsylvania is going to be a star. 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 He was the uh, Pennsylvania player of the year. He's going to be a star for Purdue. Purdue is going to be very good in February. Right now, uh, by the way, it's in Mackey. They shoot the ball well Mackey. That's my only warning to Buckeye fans. They really do. Oh, the this, Buckeyes, you can't, you can't walk, you can't yeah. sleepwalk through this. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mackey, no, Purdue. You cannot. And I don't think he, that they will, especially coming off of that, that Cleveland State game. It was just weird. Yeah. Well, here's my only, again, Purdue, I've watched a handful of Purdue games, and it, even without the crowd, Purdue plays much better at home than they do on the road. It's already very, and Purdue's played a lot of road games. It's a different team on the road than it is at home. All right. Uh, okay. Here we go. Illinois, Matt, Iowa. Uh oh. Uh oh. Matt Barocious on Facebook. What the hell happened to the facial hair, Jared? You can pass as a sophomore. He has. He looks much younger. That's a good thing. Looks good. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, wife and kids already said I have a baby face. You know what? Gaining weight, though, it makes it more difficult for me to, no, to go without a beard because I got a fat head. No, so. you don't have a fat head, actually. I used to have a fat head. I don't uh, think I do now. Jared, you look so amused. <laughs> Manny Blasdale. I'm on and like off from being... Look, I, I go from from being i'm a little tired still i'm a little delirious still from from a late he, night he needs well, um, we, all, we all need a nappy poo so I'm, I'm i'm laughing but i'm also subdued but i'm also understanding it makes okay. the instagram shows go a lot more fun when you went on sunday nights my <clears throat> note to my partner i love jared i do jared's such a good dude we need to win on sunday for him we need to win on sunday boy yeah i am a very i i don't hide my i wear my emotions on my sleeve don't i True, true Northeastern guy. I mean, you know, I'm still, I'm still same old Jared. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's all. 
Just oh, yeah. uh, just a little tired, a little bummed, but uh, we'll be all right. The Browns are having a good season. This sucked. We lost the Ravens. Yeah. This team is on their way. I will repeat: this is not this is not Hoyer. This team is on their way. They will beat the Giants. They will beat the Jets. Everything's fine. We are. You don't even have to ask my prediction on Friday. They're going to beat the Giants. Uh, check us out. On- oh my God. Bucket. <laughs> Let me interrupt you two more times. (laughs) We are part of Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at WaitingForNextYear.com. You can watch us live on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond and on Twitter at CLE and Beyond. Shoot us an email, Andy and Jared at gmail.com. That's J-A-R-I-D. And uh, on Instagram, we're there going live. At official Cleveland Sports. Check it out. Uh, we're going to be on there, like I said, again, after the Giants game, after we beat the Giants Sunday night. Andy and I will be on live, so check that out. And uh, don't forget, we are coming soon officially to Evergreen Podcasts. Andy, final thoughts. I have a lot. Manny Blasdell makes a good point. Manny's new to the show. I, I know Kevin's new. So I was born in North Olmstead. I moved my latter years in Columbus, Ohio. So I did my high school years on High Street, Bishop Watterson High School. I went to the University of Toledo. Then I got a job right out of Toledo at ESPN, worked at ESPN for 16 years, directed a few films, and now I'm based out of Connecticut. I live in Cheshire, Connecticut, but I directed the film Believe Land, and that's how I got to here. And then Jared Watson's story. Yeah, so I will throw this out here, too. We do have a lot of new listeners. So I am mm-hmm. born and raised, uh, born born in the Northside Hospital at Youngstown, Ohio, but born and raised in Struthers, Ohio, uh, right there on the Mahoning River in the Mahoning Valley. I played baseball my whole life, had a scholarship and played out in Indiana at Indiana Tech, an NAIA team, and quickly threw that away. I was way too immature to be at away from home at 18. Came back home and basically jerked around for five years until my mom looked at me and said, you're the same person you were when you graduated high school. And I said, that's not a good thing. So I signed up for the Air Force and I joined the military as a military broadcast journalist and was doing morning shows in Korea, Italy, Afghanistan, was producing short documentary films. They sent me to Syracuse University for a year. I was with the Air Force Thunderbirds as their broadcast journalist and documentarian for three years actually got to do my first air show with the team in cleveland and my last air show with the team was here in youngstown amazing so awesome uh finished up and got out of the military medically i got a bum hip got the hell out and hung out worked for a cbs network for a short while and then uh jumped over and started teaching uh military broadcast journalists uh it's the good morning vietnam stuff so if you've seen that movie that's kind of what i got to do um, at least one aspect of it. And uh, so after I was teaching at my at the Defense Information School for a year and a half, I started a show called uh, Just Another Cleveland Sports Fan uh, during that time where I met Andy because I was reaching out to folks and just trying to do something that I love because Cleveland sports is what kept me connected to home in those 15 years that I was, you know, basically overseas or traveling the world. And uh, I've never been apart from Cleveland sports it's in my blood, it's in my veins, and I have been living back at home in Ohio, in Struthers, and just bought a house, and it's only been, what, four or five months that I've been here? And I, it is just, it's such a blessing to be back with family, to be able to do this show, to be able to do it with Andy um, during a pandemic and in different states, 
and we've been doing this show for more than two years now. So uh, there's our there's our short little uh, uh, bios for for anyone who's new that's listening. We 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 spend many days together. I think it's all been what uh, two hours at a coffee shop in Cheshire. But it's been great. Yeah, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin's right. Kevin's right. Yeah, I need your bios on the page. Yeah, no, Wait. listen, we've, we're we're actually waiting to launch a new page. We are waiting on a few things, um, uh, gra- graphic wise, uh, and yes. and and branding wise, and we are going to be relaunching uh, some things with the new branding and hopefully some digital advertising and really, uh, again, just uh, pushing forward with the show because we love it and. It's turning into something um, that that well, we just we think it's going to turn into something uh, that we're going to want to do for a long time. So, and when we say we, Holly Wetzel is a big part of this. She joined Set the Edge. That's a part of this programming network, and also we have a Kaylee Waterhouse who you're going to see physically soon. She works behind the scenes a lot. Holly and I do a show called Set the Edge. Jared's going to be doing some new content as well through all these different networks and stuff. And then you got Kaylee Waterhouse. Holly's a big part of this machine now. Jared gave birth with him and I in the birthing room. Then we added Holly. Then we added Kaylee. And here we are. And we're just rocking and rolling, doing our little thing. But Holly's a big part. And for tomorrow night, Holly is good friends with Jason Lloyd, who writes for The The Athletic. Athletic. Yep. And he is going to come on to talk Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow night during about midway through the show. Okay, good. Uh, So he's going to come in and talk. We're going to preview all those things. And Kevin Atkins, you're the man. Manny Blasdale. Everybody out there, thank you. Great banter on this and on Instagram. We can't, I love the banter. Keep it up. Really appreciate all the kind and warm remarks. It means a lot. I got Even the ones that aren't so warm, they're fine. I, this is something that I've, that I've always said and that I talk about, you know, off air a lot uh, anytime in my career, and that is this. I don't care how many people are ever listening or watching. If one person is, I, I, I am more than appreciative because you are taking your time out of your day to listen to words that are coming out of my stupid ass mouth. And I have to be grateful for that uh, because, well, you don't have to take your time to do that. And, no, uh, and we are, you know, Cleveland sports, you know, it feels like we are, we are a family. And uh, this is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And I'm very grateful that we get to do this. So um, man, couldn't ask for a better co-host. Couldn't ask, Couldn't for, ask for, for a better co-host is right. For for a better group of folks that we're putting together uh, with Holly and with Kaylee. And we're going to be adding a couple additional people. And this is going to I mean, it's already it's getting it's growing <laughs> for us. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting a little nervous because it's turning into a network. <laughs> and we're really going to have to start, you know, managing uh, some things. And 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 I am uh, I'm a mess as a human being. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Browns are going to be just fine. They're going to they're going to take New York. They're going to go down Park Fifth Avenue. They're going to the Jets. That's a bye week. Everything's going to be fine tomorrow night. Holly Wetzel and I. Then I guess at some point Jason Lloyd for some Cavs. A lot more probably in the Browns to be honest with you. So that'll be fun. Jared and I back on Friday for the G Men and the Brownies. That'll be fun. A little Buckeyes. Wildcats. A little bit for me is I'm a huge Notre Dame football fan. Even though I got the Purdue flag behind me, I love Notre Dame football. Irish Tigers. And then at night, we got the Tide versus the Gators. And for people who didn't see, there was a shoe incident in the Gators LSU game. That was a bit Who silly. throws a shoe, honestly? On third and 10, game's over. 
shoe. Who throws a shoe? <laughs> poor, by the way, friend of show, poor Buddy Martin. Oh, poor Buddy Martin. That was a terrible loss. Oh, Boy, you I, talk about a bad loss. That was a bad loss. All right, I'm going to wrap this up with one thing. I kind of buried the lead on my life. 90.7 WKTL. That's where I started. Struthers, Ohio, the high school, has mm. the, the first ever educational radio station. It's been there forever. They, uh, I fought like hell to make sure the school didn't sell the rights to the, uh, to the airwaves. Thank God they haven't, but they have leased them out. So if you listen to the summit, uh, if you're familiar with 90.7 and the summit, well, that uh, we've got our tower over here at Struthers High School and uh, have been broadcasting out of there. A lot of polka music. I used to do play-by-play for the for the Wildcats and, and broadcast polka music during ethnic hour. <laughs> so there you go. Nothing 90.7 WKTL. Key to learning. No, no, nothing says sexy like polka music. <laughs> Everybody hang in there. We're, the great ride continues. And let's end on a positive. The Baker Mayfield Express is chugging along, and it's great to see. And this team is really 9-4. and four. We would have all signed up for it. Just keep chugging. It was a bad loss. It's okay. There were some good things in this game, too. We're on our way. Let's just take care of the G-Men. Take out the garbage. They're not good. Take them out. Take them out, Jared. Time to move on. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. Nine and four. I never thought we'd be here. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we are. Game of the year, Browns-Ravens. Who had that on their bingo card in 2020? Game of the year, not by us. People were saying nationally. I'm going to go regroup. Mm. Take care, everybody. Early take night the bo- for me. Take take the boilers. They're going to beat Buckeyes tomorrow. Buckeyes don't walk into Mackey Arena on a Wednesday night. You know what? They might not. I know. Even Talk. as I say that, I don't know if I believe it. Talk again soon, everybody. <laughs> take care. Go Getting Browns. Getting my Okuro jersey. Go, go Browns. Getting a Okuro jersey now. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. should be simple just put on your shoes and go and yet when you try to learn about how to get better at it especially as you age you're confronted with conflicting advice complicated workouts and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you on the planted runner i'll share exactly how to run faster longer and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.